You're listening to The Doers Podcast, right here on The Doers Network. And now, here's your host, Donald Robinson II. Well, welcome everyone to The Doers Network. I'm Donald Robinson II, your host. And for this interview, we are pleased and privileged to have Devin McNally of Women in Digital here on with us and we're going to talk about some of the cool things she's doing and some of the groups she's involved with. And we're going to also talk about um, some things for the future and just looking forward. So all you hold tight, listen to some exciting stuff. And so here we go. So, Devin, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. This is wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being a part. I really, I really appreciate your involvement. And I'm looking forward to hearing some great, cool stuff about what's going on. I'm uh, always just happy. Oh, excellent. Excellent. So the first question I have for you is, um, who, who is Devin McNally and what is your business and what, what things have you been doing up to date? Well, that is a loaded question, but I'm happy to answer. (laughs) (laughs) So for me, um, I am the woman that's always had a plan. I always knew that for my career, Um, I wanted to be in this digital space. I just wasn't sure where at. So I've sort of been all over. I currently work in the programmatic landscape. So I work for Amnet Media Company. I focus on advertising, supply, and technology partnerships for clients. Um, It took a long time for me to get there. I started in uh, radio sales, actually. So I started there, hated it. And, you know, worked my way through freelancing in the social media space, being one of those young millennials that always wanted or thought they wanted to be in social media. Learned real fast that that is one of the hardest jobs out there. Did that event planning part of it, did corporate marketing, and, you know, ended up in this crazy tech-based, database world, and I'm loving it so far. Good. What I have noticed is throughout the whole process, for me, my ultimate goal has been to connect with people and help people grow and learn something new every day. And I like to challenge the norms. So from every job I've had, I've been challenged at some point or another. And I learned that I like pushing back. I like pushing back against those questions, against the the, you need to be quiet or the comments of um, this isn't your place, you're too young, you don't know. And I was like, I took that as a challenge for myself. In every job I've had so far, out of the, I've been out of my undergrad for uh, seven years. So I can say that I've had that um, every single time. Oh, wow. Okay. So in those challenges, what what was your thought process in terms of meeting those challenges head on and overcoming them? I mean, cause I know it's always that generational gap thing going on. And even when I was uh, your age, I had that in our, far as our generation to deal with that. How, how did you overcome that? You know, I think I learned the hard way in a lot of cases. Um, sometimes I handle it well in that I thought about what I was going to say and how I would, I would challenge it back. And I would have this very poised response when somebody somebody challenged um, something I said. And and sometimes I did not handle it well. And I 
my Leo personality would come out and I would get defensive or I would get argumentative. And I learned through good management, through good leadership in some cases, how to understand why that wasn't going to work. Right. Um, and I'm grateful for that throughout my process and my, you know, career journey and, you know, how to approach different situations, different people who handle things differently. And through that, I've been able to now objectively look at different situations before responding, before sending that email back. You know, when you get one of those emails that is just so negative or so mean. And when I was 21, I would just fire an email right back. Yeah. And regret it usually. And this was before the recall button days. Um, and now I'm able, most, most times, I'm not going to say 100%, but right. most times, um, take a look at that and think about a different way to approach it. And so, luckily, I've had good management, you know, good mentors along the way that have helped me learn how to overcome some of those challenges. Well, that's great. That's great. Yeah. Because uh, over time, I know I've learned to not respond as quickly because yeah, you end up regretting it. But at the same time, you know, what I've learned to do also is, is learn that sometimes with these kind of interactions with people, it's like a chess match. So they're trying to push your button. They're trying to put you as a pawn on the other side of the board. And so they can grab you. So it's like, you got to, you got to, it's almost like walking through a minefield. You got to know how to know how to maneuver and not be, take it too personally. I mean, it's hard to, because the problem is that we all are human beings and everybody has feelings. So you're going to feel stuff. I and mean, if something is offensive, I mean, look at what we can see what's going on in our country and even our area now. I mean, it's, 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 it's a point where a lot of people are on edge. And so it's like you have to really just know to do that fine dance, even if you don't want to, because a lot of it is more just about your own survival. And at the end of the day, does it really, I mean, you, you may be able to you handle it and resolve it short term, but at the long run, does it really matter? And most likely not. Exactly. I mean, I feel like if we can learn that respect is universal, regardless of language and gender and religion and race, that we can start to have different types of communication. And I feel like people take things so personally, myself included. I mean, everyone has that barrier and it comes with, you know, age, experience, um, and everything in between on how you learn to understand how to deliver text, textfully and um, respectfully across the board without giving up your, you know, your morals and your, your ground and standing your ground and, and saying, listen, this is the right way. And maybe I just need to deliver the message differently and understanding how to do that. Sure. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So in terms of other projects and other affiliations you're working on, what's what's the biggest that you're working on right now? The biggest that I'm working on at, in my current role or with Women in Digital as a whole? Did, wait a minute, Women in Digital. So Women in Digital in Detroit is new. We started a chapter in June, like late June last, in 2017. Um, so for women in digital health, my goal is to sort of amplify our voice and get out what our mission is and what our goals are. So I'm actively working on growing our network and making connections in the city and helping others 
that are also in the same boat as us. There's a big movement in Detroit, and we want to help each other. So I want to make sure that everyone in the city knows that Women in Digital is there. We're there for their support, and we're there to help them as well, regardless of your organization. Um, we want to be a part of that. We, we have a group of women that are so motivated and so ready to grow this city and make a name for itself. We just want to make sure people know we're here. So right. my job as city champion is to help get that word out. Yeah. And I was going to ask you, how has the response been in terms of, you know, potential members, people coming to the meetings, the feedback, how, how's that been going so far? I will say so far, this has been one of the most positive and affirming moves I've made in my professional and personal life. I met women in June of last year and in, you know, a few months, we had this swell of women dedicated to join as well as come to our monthly meetings and voice their opinions, voice their concerns about the industry, voice any problems they were having. And I realized almost immediately how big of a need there was to have this type of community in Detroit. And because of that, I became so motivated so fast that I have not seen any massive negative or any negative, you know, feedback from it. I've seen only positive and supportive men and women come out for this organization. That's great. That's wonderful. Well, like you said, it's definitely well needed um, because women are so underrepresented in tech, the tech industry as a whole. And, you know, in light of what we've seen over the past, you know, few years about the whole, um, you know, with sexism, with the, the frat kind of culture and stuff like that, it's good to see that there's an organization out there for support, for women who are, you know, because women can be just as successful as men, if not more so. I mean, you're seeing a lot more uh, women CEOs, uh, CFOs, you know, people taking charge. And in any organization, and especially in tech, the more diverse you are, the more successful things are going to be. Why the people are resistant to that, I have no idea. But again, I'm glad to see that there is an organization like Women in Digital out there to provide that support. Um, and so then... In terms of, you know, what you're doing with them, if, um, if they're, let's say a member, let's say someone comes to you and says, I want to uh, see what you guys are all about. I mean, do you have like monthly events or do you have monthly meetings or how, 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 how do you guys meet together as, as a chapter? Yeah. So Women in Digital Detroit meets once a month in, and right now it's members only. So we have this closed session where we invite speakers in to talk about specific topics uh, that range from both workshop-based and professional development-based to, you know, topics like salary transparency and harassment in the workplace. And our members get together each month and we talk about it. We have uh, speakers come in and share their stories. And then we go through a process of exchanging um, asks and gets what we call this empowerment movement and say, listen, we're here to help each other out. So sure. we, were, we were built as an organization that connects women in this industry, but our goal is to exchange the power. We want to 
empower women to support other women. Okay. We want them to feel comfortable asking for support and we want them to feel happy to give that support before they're even asked. Sure. So, you know, we have over 900 members nationwide and chapters all over the world, but every month in Detroit, our group gets together and we sit there and go, how can I help you grow? How can you help me grow? And we do this together and are happy about it and have only seen positive things come from it, new job opportunities, um, you know, resume tweaking and interview opportunities that happen. And even like, how can I improve my sales skills? I'm a, I work on the sales side of the digital industry. What am I doing wrong? And we will, will help them develop those skills. And it is at all levels, yeah. from entry level up to, you know, CEOs and board members of major companies, Excellent. which has which has been so powerful for that. I mean, that sounds that sounds fantastic. It's wonderful. Uh, I can't speak enough on the gra- the gratitude. I even from what I'm hearing about and what I've read and researched on uh, its effect with women in digital. It, it's it's good that it is worldwide because it's probably was going to go that way anyway because of the support and a, and 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 an area like Detroit. You know where there's we. I mean, you know, I hate to. I don't like being negative about anything, but when I look at the landscape, Detroit has, is, is playing catch up as a whole in a lot of different ways. And the tech industry, you know, is a very, very big prime example of that. And I'm just glad to see that, that you ladies started the chapter here and are rolling. And, you know, it's like um, uh, with a lot of efforts I've seen in the last few years, when the, the support is so overwhelming, it's just a great feeling. It, it keeps you inspired and keeps you going. And I, I just see, the Detroit chapter becoming a huge, uh, you know, effort. It may be the biggest, you know, it, it may, you, you all may be able to get, grab people from other parts of Michigan just to be a part of it, you know, and, and that's, that's a wonderful thing. And I think that um, definitely support is there. And I think you all will get tons of more members. And, uh, oh, and so going into the history of the organization itself, how did you come about to learning and discovering about women in digital? Yeah, it is probably one of the funniest stories of all the women in digital uh, city champions coming to be. I work downtown. I work in Detroit. And one day I was leaving to go home and I got stuck in traffic. And I was stuck in traffic downtown. I think there was some weird construction happening where all these roads were closed. And I couldn't figure out actually how to even get back to Jefferson and Highway. I was like, I don't even know where I'm at. And earlier that day, I was Googling like women's networking organizations in Detroit. And I had stumbled across this women in digital brand new networking event at the Whitney. And I I didn't register for it. I was like, oh, that seems like a good organization. Tomorrow, I'll look it up. I'll look it up tomorrow. But when I was sitting in traffic, I was like, well, this seems inefficient. And, you know, why sit here when I know there's a happy hour going around, going on uh, around the corner? So while I was in traffic, I registered for the event. I went on their Eventbrite site and I was like, okay, well, I'm going to register for it. And I'm just going to veer off to the right, right and find the Whitney and go. And I didn't know anybody that was going. I didn't know what it was about. 
but I knew that there were going to be, there was going to be a group of women getting together, talking about the digital industry, which is just right up my alley. I'll do that any day. So I show up and I actually ran into a couple people that uh, I knew through my master's program that I hadn't seen in a minute. Okay. And I sat there and I listened. I listened to Elena, who's the founder of Women in Digital. I listened to her story. I understood and resonated with her story on facing sexism in the workplace, facing those challenges um, throughout her digital career growth. Yeah. And I felt empowered to be a part of it. And I stayed. And I talked to her. I talked to other people. And she happened to come up to me at the end and was like, hey, we're just starting the Detroit chapter. We haven't even started. You actually are. I joined. I became a member, a paid member, while I was in this meeting. And I was actually the first paid member in Detroit. And wow. so I didn't. I thought it had already been established. Yeah. I was sitting there like, I'm late to the game. Why am I so late? Why did I just now? hear about it sure and elena told me that day she was like no we just started today and you actually were the first to sign up um are you willing to start the chapter with us and i said well yes i mean if i want things to change in this industry i have to be part of that change i have to be willing to put in that work yeah so why not and that was it that's awesome and now, and now you know to segue back a little bit so, Devin, the thing is about the millennial generation and all 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 men and women of millennials, it, it's just the wonderful energy that you all exude in terms of that take charge attitude. And, you know, because you guys grew up with technology and, you know, things like that. But at the same time, you know, some traits and some some habits skip generations. And so what happens is, you know, you, you look at a problem, you look at something's going on, say, hey, let's let's roll up our sleeves and let's do it. There's no hesitation. There's no trepidation. There's no doubting. It just seems like there's a, a courage, courageous, fiery spirit. And and with women in digital is another example and a subset of that energy. I mean, you know, to, to bring home, like you said, when you were at the Whitney, I mean, it was just like, wow. You know, but you you didn't think about, oh, I'm going to be the first one. Or is anybody else joining? You just joined. I mean, that that's how you do it. Um, and when I looked at the website, it just seems like Elena is a dynamic person in a, of herself. It just seems like she's one of those trailblazers who really has a passion for helping people. And I think it's awesome. You know, and, I'm, and also I'm glad that you met her personally because I think that makes a difference. Uh, but you said, but you said that the, and let me make sure I got, got this correctly. When you went to the Whitney, that was their first ever meeting in Detroit. Yeah, that was their kickoff meeting in Detroit. That was Elena and um, somebody else from Columbus. They were doing a national road show. They were going to different cities to sort of kick off women in digital to start chapters. And they only promoted based off of different social media sites, LinkedIn, and Eventbrite. And I just happened to stumble across that um, via a Google search when I said, you know, Detroit Women Networking Organization. Okay. Okay. Now, where is Women in Digital based? Columbus, Ohio. Columbus, Ohio. Okay. Wow. That's that's awesome. That's really really awesome. And so, in terms of how people can support it, and I know I saw the website too about you know it's not 
that you ladies are looking to exclude men and say, don't, you can't come. But it, it, it strikes me, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it just strikes me as a woman-only support that's there because women can't support each other. And it's, and it's a vehicle for women to, to do those frank talks that men possibly cannot understand or don't know or whatever. So in that vein, when it comes to wanting to support, how can men and, and other people who are not part of an organization, how, how, how can we, we, we provide that support? Yeah, that's a really good question. I've actually gotten that type of question from a lot of my male coworkers, male friends who have said, this organization seems to be excluding men or um, what, how do I support it? I, I understand what you're trying to do, but you're saying no men allowed. And the way I explain it is, you know, this is a space where women, we get together once a month and we talk about these topics that sometimes men don't want to hear about. So yeah. the way that we can support it and the way that everyone can support it, um, there's a few big components. And the first one is listen to the stories of your female friends, your female coworkers, and truly listen and recognize that there is an issue within this industry, within tech, within digital, that sexism does exist. It's there. Just because you might not have experienced it or you don't seem to see it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Right. And embrace embrace the conversation. Um, understand that if you listen, it gives feedback. And it can be a, a question or a concern on your end. It's just embrace that conversation and then amplify and advocate for the, the women in your life, whether it be women in digital in Detroit, another chapter in another city, or just an individual woman we know who is doing good work. I feel like most people don't like being uncomfortable, right. don't like having uncomfortable conversations. And this is a whole slew of uncomfortable conversations wrapped up in one. We're challenging the norm on everything that, you know, is this industry was built on. That madman-ass industry, there's a group of women out there, and we are sitting there going, well, what if it was us? Right. How would you feel if it was us? And I think people push back. And the reason we're seeing our current, you know, society having so many issues with equality and having such a hard argument around Quality. What is equality, and is it already there? Is it not there? Is and it's so polarizing. It's because people don't like being uncomfortable. They don't want to admit that things are happening, and it's pushing, it's perpetuating the wrong side of this argument. So, yeah. you know, women learned really fast. This organize, this organization learned that if we mobilize together we can be a part of that change. We can push the conversation. If you can for me, um, can, can, can you give an idea of what the overall vision um, for women in digital is? I know it's about support, but it just seems like there's so many facets of that. I mean, there's many thousands of ways to support. Is there, is there like a, an overall mission in terms mm -hmm. of what, what you all are trying to accomplish? I mean, I, what, what's that all about? Yeah, that is a solid function. So an organization, we are an organization that connects women in the digital industry across all fields. So an entrepreneur, ad agency, corporate marketing, everything in between. And we do that through powerful monthly events, 
hard conversations that happen on a regular basis uh, daily. And our goal is to empower women and grow their confidence. And we do it through support and different types of membership tools that help give those women the opportunity to challenge something that maybe they didn't think they could challenge before in their current workplace. If they're in an environment that they don't understand why things are happening or they're feeling like they're being exposed to different types, uh, being exposed to harassment or discrimination, we now have given them this sisterhood, this bond of national, nationally connected women to support them in challenge what, is, what situation they're in. So if they feel like they need to get out, now you have over 900 members fighting for you to get out, yeah. finding you an opportunity. So we do that through a ton of meetings and emails and I am and we're constantly connected and we do that so that every woman, regardless of your level, knows that they're not alone. Okay. And we want to make sure that our mission gets out there that no woman is alone. We're better together. We can all grow together. There is no such thing as only one woman gets to sit at the top. Right. We can, if we mobilize together, we can make a difference. And it's just about making sure everyone knows that the opportunity is there. Okay. So in terms of membership, and um, if there are the women out there that want to join the organization, how, how do they go about doing so? Yeah, they can visit us at womenindigital Detroit, and that's the Detroit chapter. Um, if they want to go, if they're in a different city and they're interested in the organization, they can go womenindigital, and they will find um, our homepage and a link to every city chapter that we have. Okay. So they'll be able to find local groups and different types of opportunities within their own neighborhood. Okay. Now, is there any type of um, membership fees or anything, entry fee, anything they have to be aware of or, you know, before they join or is it just, uh, you just join and come or how, how does that structure? Yep. We have a monthly membership fee or an annual uh, fee based on, you know, what works for you. And what that does for you is give you access to the national connection um, across the board. So, via either Slack channels or email or our conferences, we want to make sure that our members get exclusive access to different types of content. We have uh, private speakers, private workshops. All of those types of events are for members only, or we sometimes host members plus a sponsored, uh, somebody that they can sponsor, so that if you're not a member, you're not sure, you want to check it out, Sometimes we host events where you're welcome to come and join and see what it's all about. I also am willing to always meet up for some coffee in the morning or, you know, a glass of wine after work and let you know what we're trying to do and sort of go over any concerns you might have as a potential member on cost or what you get from that cost or the value that you see um, or if you're not sure. So I'm always happy to answer any of those questions. Great, great, great. Uh, how long has the organization overall been around? It has been about three years since Elaine started it in Columbus. Um, I think maybe just under three years. Okay. In terms of um, 
in terms of the Detroit chapter, maybe even nationally, internationally, what kind of upcoming events would you like to share about women in digital right now? So our national conference is just got announced, and it is September 12th through 14th of this year in Columbus. I went last year as the New City Champion for Detroit and absolutely in love. I met women all across the board from all over the U.S. and listened to some amazing speakers around salary transparency and how to manage with empathy and how to start your own company and and your personal social brand image. We had some of the best content I have ever heard and seen from a media and digital conference. That's one event that I always um, sort of push on people to take a look at and see what it's about. I actually know that Women in Digital will be at South by Southwest this year in March. Okay. So if you're going to be in that area and checking out all of those, you can register for their event at South by Southwest. It's a huge, cool networking event. Women are all of the U.S. are going to be there. We're going to be hosting some amazing opportunities to meet Elena as well as work on some networking skills. I mean, those are cool opportunities. And then if you're in Detroit and you're interested in understanding women in digital, you can go and check out womenin.digital slash Detroit and check out our event page to find our next monthly meetup. So February 22nd was our February one where we talk about personal brand and your resume and how to enhance all of those tools in your toolbox to make sure that you are putting forward the best foot as well as um, our March meetup is going to be announced within the next week with our guest speaker as well. So you'll be able to register for that event. Wonderful. Excellent. Excellent. Now, now as an, as an industry professional yourself, in terms of looking at the digital and tech scene in Detroit and things like that, what, what, what's your take on the current state of the industry in Detroit right now? And then where do you see the scene looking maybe in the, in the f- near future, f- or maybe up to five, 10 years from now? What, well, two parts of the question. So what's the scene looking like now? And what, what do you think it'll look, it'll look like in the future? Yeah, I bet you probably are seeing the same thing I am. You're, you're seeing this well, this movement happening in Detroit where there's a group of professionals, young professionals, um, tenured professionals coming together and sort of and pushing Detroit onto the map again. And right now I am seeing new entrepreneurs come out. I am seeing businesses pop up left and right, and I am loving it. Yeah. I am loving the the togetherness, the the working and collaboration together. Bamboo is one of the biggest uh, opportunities I've seen. I mean, Amanda has brought together all of these different folks from all different walks of life as well as businesses. And I have met everyone. And I'm like, this is, this is what Detroit is about. We've yep. always been about coming together. We've always been about growth and opportunity and Motor City is changing and there's so many people that want to be a part of it. So I am loving that. I'm seeing that across the board. I'm seeing that with Detroit Flows and Ken and Bon 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 and Bamboo that have all come out and said, we're here for Detroit. We're putting our roots down and we want to help everyone else around us grow too. There is no fear of competition there is only we can do better if we're together and 
to me, that sets Detroit apart. Right. We're not seeing that type of collaboration in New York and Chicago and LA and San Fran, but you are seeing it in Detroit. And to me, if you're not a part of that, you're missing out. Right. And finding organizations that are doing that, whether it be Women Digital or Girls Who Code or you know Grand Circus, who's hosting those classes and everything in between. I think if you're not a part of this movement in some way, shape, or form, you you will feel like you missed something within five to 10 years. And in 10 years, shoot, in five years, I think we're going to see a massive change in how the world views Detroit. I think you're starting to see it now, but you still get some of that standard, you know, old mentality pushback of, no, Detroit is dangerous. Detroit hasn't really changed that much. And I think in five years, people are going to be like, I can't believe I underestimated that. I can't believe I didn't see that coming, even though they should have. Yep. And the the group of us that are working towards pushing it to the front, we're going to be able to celebrate together and be happy that our city's finally getting the recognition it deserves. And the folks that are putting in that work and building those businesses, you know, really deserve that type of spotlight. And I am hoping we can we can help them get there. Yeah. And, and the, what I see too, you're right, because I see also there's been such a dynamic, you know, racially and generational wise too. And you have seen a lot of people from uh, men and women from different uh, classes in terms of income, in terms of different races. I mean, just people coming together and Hey, I got a project. what do you think about this? Well, you know, and whether you, whatever you're working on is a spirit there of whatever I can do to help. And even if it's a word of advice or just here, get, get, here, let me give you my number. Call me. Uh, if you've got any questions, give me a call. And just to be able to have that support by itself is more than its weight in gold. And I think, you know, other areas, like you said, like the other, the East Coast, West Coast, Chicago, you know, they may have pockets of that. But I don't think and, and more people I talk to and have been talking to are in the very similar sentiment as yourself, where it just seems like people are saying, I have never seen anywhere with this type of support base and this type of collaboration and communication with each other than Detroit. And it's ironic because for so long we've had the total opposite, you know, um, and it's, and it's as a lifelong Detroiter myself, it's just great to see. And with me, I've worked downtown for 20 years myself and to see the change just from that, um, you know, it, I've heard older people say stuff like that. Well, you know, Detroit is still everybody shooting each other, robbing and whatever. But then, when they come down, when they come down to campus marshes, they're, they're looking around like, I can't believe all this. Yeah. And that you have people coming back who haven't touched downtown in 20 or 30 years or more. Right. Exactly. It's funny because when I was 20, before I even graduated from central Michigan, I was like, I am going to move to New York city yep. or LA or Chicago. And I was offered, I had three job offers in radio sales. Two were in the South, Nashville, uh, or Asheville, North Carolina, and um, somewhere in West Virginia, I can't remember, and then one in Detroit. And I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to take the Detroit one. I'm going to, I wanted to stay in Detroit. And I thought, okay, I'll stay here for a minute and then I'm going to move. I'm going to leave. I'm definitely leaving. Like, why would I stay? And I have learned within, especially in the recent years, but for some reason, there's this energy in Detroit that has always pulled me back. And 
now I'm starting to understand what that is. It's this goal that you you want to establish a route here. You want to put your name in this city because there is belief here that there's something that we have to find and bring back up to the surface and remind people what we're about. And, you know, if you have that energy and that passion and that motivation, no matter where you think you want to go, you're going to be pulled back to this right because there is something here and we're determined to make sure everyone knows it. And it's been fun to be a part of sort of that growth and see people slowly, you know, opt in and bigger companies come in and realize what's there and, and know that, you know, I am born and bred in, in Metro City, Detroit, and I love it. And I know that there's change that can happen. I know the Motor City is more than just the Motor City. There's more to it. And I want to make sure people know it. That's great. And it's wonderful. And um, like you said, that I think that energy is going to transform a lot of the culture here, which is, which is what we've needed all along. Um, and I can't commend you, Devin, and your group and a lot of other groups in and around the Detroit area enough because it's bringing that energy back. Um, and, oh, the other question I wanted to ask you, too, is uh, how did you come across setting up shop with Bamboo Detroit? So we got really lucky. And somebody in our organization knew Amanda Lewin, who obviously owns and runs uh, Bamboo. And she was one of our guest speakers at one of, I think it was our second or third uh, monthly meeting. And she talked about her, she shared her story. She talked about how she started her company, the support system she had, some of the things she ran into as a woman building her own company, especially in Detroit. And she shared that with our members. And afterwards, we talked and she was like, I love your mission. I want to be a part of your organization. And we were like, okay, well, welcome. Right. And we worked together. And I went to the national conference last year, and they said we're going to start looking at places like WeWork and other co-working spots in each city to see if we can create partnerships with them. Um, you know, to give our members a place to meet. And I said, well, before you do that, can I put you in touch with Amanda? She's one of our speakers. She runs a co-working business in Detroit. I would love to have that be our spot. And her and National talked and we realized the partnership just sort of fit. She is what women in digital is all about. She is about starting her own company and starting from the grassroots and then supporting everyone else and not forgetting that nobody gets anywhere alone. And it fell into place so well. And Amanda is one of those people in Detroit that you go, you're, you're the inspiration for people to not give up and realize, listen, let's work together, let's collaborate together, and we're both going to grow at that same rate, and nothing is better than that. Yeah, and I'm glad that you and Women in Digital are part of the Bamboo family as well, because it's, it's a very thriving, and it's like, it's like a bamboo a bamboo plant. It's, it's thriving and getting stronger. The more members that come through, the, the stronger the organization is getting, the, the stronger the co-working space is getting. And I just can't applaud and, and, and commend you enough and say thank you for being a part of this whole movement. Because I think like any movement in the annals of history, as far as, as far as humanity, the change has always come about through the young people. 
And for all of you, you know, millennials, 20-something, 30-something-year-olds who have the energy, the, the spunk, and the courage to make things change and happen, which you all already are doing, that's what's going to make change happen. And like you said, in the next 10 years, Detroit is going to be a totally different place than even what it is now. Uh, and, I, you know, I thank you enough for, um, for all your efforts. And um, well, go ahead, go ahead. I will say, I will say we can't thank you enough either because I will say most, what we are trying to express is that men also, we want men to support us as well. And we are trying to find those men that want to help amplify our voice and work with us and not um, be unafraid. We want men that are unafraid to have that conversation and talk about some of the issues that we face in, in tech, even if it doesn't touch their lives personally. And right. we would never be able to do it without those willing to amplify our voices. And that type of support is what we look for. And we are so grateful for it. And we're grateful that you're willing to help connect us with both men and women across the board and share our story. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, I, I, on a personal note, I can't not do it because I was raised by strong women for a, a big part of my life anyway. So always willing to help, always willing to help. Now, in terms of your own personal contact information, how can someone contact you? Absolutely. So someone can contact me through DetroitWomenInDigital at gmail.com if they want an email. You can find me on LinkedIn at Devin McNally. Or if they want to follow my Instagram, which is full of coffee drinking, fun things, and inspiration is Irish Wife Happy Life. Oh. You know, so it's like to be a little witty. Uh, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Well, thank you, Devin, for all your time. And I'm glad that you are part of the podcast interview and part of the Bamboo Network, as I said again. Um, really appreciate you being on the show. And hopefully you can come back for more. Yeah, anytime. Thanks so much. And, you know, like I said before, I appreciate you taking the time out and talking. No problem at all. So thanks, everyone, for listening. Please make sure you get in contact with Devin. And women out there listening, if you want to be a part of something special, please, please, please sign up for Women in Digital, no matter what city you're at. And for you Detroiters, please look at the Detroit chapter of Women in Digital. And once again, this is Donald Robinson II, host of the Doers Network where actives grow and thrive. Thank you for listening. This podcast is produced and brought to you by Bamboo Detroit, located in the heart of downtown Detroit. Bamboo Detroit specializes in co-working space and amenities for entrepreneurs and forward thinkers. Bamboo Detroit, where we do more together because Detroit is for doers. We appreciate your support by subscribing to our podcast right here on the Doers Network. Thanks once again for listening. You've been listening to The Doers Podcast, where actives grow and thrive. The Doers Podcast is produced by Bamboo Detroit Network. For more information, visit us at bamboodetroit.com.